Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care Package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, we've got some bad news about a WWE return. Steve reviews Impact Emergence Night 2, and we preview tonight's NXT. But first, the mastermind of WCW thinks WWE creative sucks? Larson, what's in the news? Oh, yeah. So, uh, former SmackDown executive director and uh, former uh, uh, top guy, at least in the executive branch, of WCW, Eric Bischoff appeared on a recent episode of Sports Kita Unscripted, and man, he shot hard Uh-oh. on the current state of WWE Creative, as we had to say, quote, <clears throat> storylines suck right now. Mm, okay. They suck. They suck. Storylines are getting worse and worse. This is the one thing I feel adamant about. You look at what WWE did at SmackDown, uh, at Thunderdome over the weekend, such a phenomenal job from a production standpoint. Uh, production point of view uh, what they're not good at is basic fundamental storytelling they're just not I love them and I have many friends there who I love dearly it doesn't change the fact that their storylines their architecture their approach to stories their discipline with stories sucks until somebody comes along and takes an honest look at storytelling and the structure of storytelling and the formulas that are used it's going to be hit or miss forever for life uh, so how much of this is uh, is a disgruntled former executive director of SmackDown? You know, everything everything I've heard from him since, you know, he left, he didn't seem disgruntled. He didn't, mm. he didn't seem like it was, it left a bad taste in his mouth, like he was really upset about how things went down. It was just a bad fit. He seemed to realize it was a bad fit. Um, I don't think WB Creative sucks. Uh, their approach to storytelling is different. For them, there's a lot of stories they do now that is for WWE kind of subtle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, wh- I do agree, however, that when it comes to the discipline of telling their stories in terms of having a vision and following it through, uh, their discipline, their architecture, as he puts it, that does suck. And that all falls uh, 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 on one man, and that's Vince McMahon. Um, because he, you've got to constantly cater to his whims, and if he changes his mind, that whatever story six months, eight months, 10, 12 month story you have planned out. If he's like, no, I'm not gonna do it. Gone. Yeah, that you're, you're exactly right. The, <clears throat> the one bit about that quote that I totally agree with is the discipline aspect. I think WWE's creative could be vastly improved if they were to stick to their stories when they set them up instead of just sort of dropping the ball on them. Um, there was a, a, a small bit of kind of non-news just recently when a a friend of the show, Dave Schilling, uh, tweeted out about uh, Kofi Kingston's title run being uh, something that they... uh, Apparently, he was always supposed to lose the title to Brock in the way that he did, and that the higher-ups really didn't have any faith in him as champion. Why put the title on him in the first place, then? I get it. It's for the moment. It's because they had this big organic build for Kofi in the moment. But it's like, why wouldn't you have faith in a guy who has that organic movement behind him. Why don't you give him a win against a guy like Roman Reigns and show people that, hey, I mean, it, here's the thing, like, 
what is there not to have faith in the fact that he's smaller? Uh, I don't know what, you know, the New Day are, are an act that have uh, continued to be like probably the one act maybe in, that I can think of as a faction that has maintained their relevancy and even built upon their relevancy. So what is it that you don't see about him that doesn't give you faith? I mean, is there is there something that's just completely blatant? Is it a, is it a race thing? I don't know. Uh, but why, you know, why wouldn't you? And it's that kind of thing where, where, okay, well, Hey, he's hot right now. We don't really believe in him. He's hot. Let's just put the title on him and then job him out to Brock Lesnar in seven seconds down the line. Instead of trying to make some money off him losing to Brock Lesnar, let's just job him out really quick for like the spectacle of it. That's a match with Kane Velasquez and have it be one of what two matches that Kane had. Oh, and they're just terrible. It was just a terrible run for Kane. Yeah, dude. It's the, and that's just one example of many where the discipline is totally cripples their storytelling. That being said, they're decent. They are, I mean, at in terms of like short-term entertainment, like beat to beat, I like what they're doing with the Hurt business. I like the I've liked the the Apollo Crews stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I've said this I've said this many times over. WWE survives based almost exclusively on the talent and how good the talent is because the talent can make can turn chicken shit into chicken salad like the talent can do that and i think we saw this we see it fairly regularly i think given how often vince will show up day of a show rip up a script and rewrite it seemingly on the fly mm-hmm. you know with with things changing at a moment's notice it falls on the talent to pick up the slack mm-hmm. to make something that's handed to them you know two minutes before they're supposed to shoot it two minutes before before they're supposed to go live work yeah um yeah and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a problem for a long time mm. in terms of the discipline. I mean, a long time. And and Vince. that that plays out in terms of how many viewers they've lost over the long term. You know, I yeah. think one relates to the other. Um, I'm still well, he, entertained by by and large most of what the WWE does. There are weeks, there are phases. We've noticed this. There are weeks and weeks. There are phases when sometimes some of the brands will go through lulls and it's just mm-hmm. it's just really bad. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, by and large that that's totally true. Like the another, fact is this retribution thing. thing for example. Yeah. They set it up. I mean, it seems like maybe at this point, you know, you can you can theorize maybe uh, uh the, the 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 6 or 7 that we see up on the stage at the end of Raw Maybe they're actually those are actually going to be the people in retribution be, but but be. I have no faith that WWE has that solidly in place, so yeah. I don't give I mean, it any credence. It, it seems like far too often WB's approach to storytelling is, hey, let's do a, a moment that we assume is going to be perceived as huge with no buildup. Yeah, right. Um, and without the buildup, the moment's not huge. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, I assume when they had Retribution hit the ring that first time on SmackDown and, and, and you know, toss the announce table, get the chainsaw out and, 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 and cut the, the ropes and all that, I'm assuming WWE thought, oh man, people are going to react to this. People are going to think this is awesome because it seems like it should be huge. But the problem is we'd already seen a little bit of what they were doing and that involved uh, flickering lights and then like firebombing a generator. Yeah. They're cheering about like they just won the World Series. It was so silly. It was silly. It made them come off instantly as silly and there's no other build apart from that. Mm, Yeah. So the, the first thing we see of them is silly. Yeah. They come out there, do this stuff, which in a different context could have been maybe cool, but then the reaction to it is silly. With a and different then, yeah, with a different execution, with some with some production logic 
And I don't know that. I mean, that's that's one thing about when people say, you know, McMahon is out of touch. It's what if you presented retribution? And this is just off the top of my head because I'm trying to think of like a cooler way. Yeah, I'm not. I, I haven't seen the movies, but I've seen enough of them to understand the aesthetic. But remember the the, the Purge series? Yeah, like that stuff looks really cool. Like from a design aesthetic, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. Like you're locked in your house, you need these people with crazy masks. What if they just ripped that off? Something like that and done in the same sort of fashion where it's more menacing than than actually than goofy, which is yeah. what it is. That's because they're out of touch. Like they have this they're they're looking at like the news and seeing like these protests and like, oh, let's do this. And then they're all cheering about it. and it's just goofy. And it's like, no, man, well, you need to be menacing with this kind of mm-hmm. stuff for people to mm-hmm. react to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I do think there's a little bit of. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, you're right. Bischoff has 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 reacted with with a fair amount of grace since his dismissal, but it was a pretty public dismissal. I mean, you yeah. know, it was such a big ballyhoo. It probably there is probably an element of, well, you know, everybody says it sucks, so I'm going to go ahead and, and needle him with That's that. That's entirely possible. That's yeah. entirely possible. I know um, I wouldn't be above that. <laughs> I'm just saying, as a human being, I wouldn't be above that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, speaking of, anyways, go ahead. You got a segue in mind? Go ahead. Steve. No, I thought you did, and then you stopped talking. I did a little bit ago, but then you continued. So I I'm afraid I've got some bad news. No segue to talk about Wade Barrett. Yeah. So, uh, pro wrestling sheet is reporting that Wade Barrett is going to be joining NXT's commentary team tonight. But there is some actual bad news, Larson, because we're both fans of Stu Bennett, aka Wade Barrett. Pro Wrestling Sheet adds that sources tell us this is just a one-shot deal for now, and the former leader of Nexus, who won the first original season of NXT, has not signed a full-time deal to rejoin the company. Of course, Barrett was seen uh, last seen in WWE back in 2016. He's done some commentary for NWA of late. I here's my here's my no Steve Domus prediction. He's gonna kill it tonight. He's gonna get rave reviews from the internet, and he'll be back. They're gonna sign him to. A long-term deal that's my assuming he wants to do that that's my guess on this one larson all right all right fair enough so I, i'm guessing he'll fill the role of heel commentator then yeah i think yeah probably probably we have beth, beth phoenix is there yeah assuming maybe you know it, it, it's a situation this week where you know one of the regular commentators can't make it this week someone gets on the phone with Stu. Stu, can you fill in that's why it's a one-time thing Morrow um, wasn't there for takeover, was he? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. If it's if I'll put it this way, dude. Yeah, I mean, it could be like, hey, somebody's out. Can can you get in here? But you know, you know how this stuff works, man. If somebody sees it and they really like it, they're like, oh, let's make this happen. Yeah, that's happened so often in the WWE. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening, and I hope it oh, does. I, I like Wade Barrett a lot. Yeah, I do too. Oh, so anyways, last night, Larson. Speaking of something you like a lot, Impact oh, Wrestling, man. Steve. Dude, our Tuesday night stream. You can't you can't write these things, man. They're just they're too good. After they're too good. After this is like the most important storyline of emergence last night was our impact stream. Like three hundred and sixty people strong. The friendos come out for these impact streams. We co stream at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. It's it's a wildly fun time. Uh, we all watch impact together. We cheer, we boo, we clown. Uh, but more importantly, of course, during the commercial breaks, Melissa Santos uh, 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 I, I told, I asked our friendos, we, we need to see Lizard Steve again because Brian Cage, her husband, has a lizard named Steve, which mm-hmm. was revealed last week, this week. So during the commercial breaks, she shows up to talk up the Impact Twitch chat 
And to recap what we just saw, uh, and she's great at the job. She's really terrific. And uh, and so I prompted the friendos. I said, hey, get in the, get in the impact Twitch chat. And very in the most polite way possible, you know, being super cool and not being pushy. Uh, uh, just let's, let's try to get some Lizard Steve in there. So first she like was reading some of them. And she dropped the name Lizard Steve. We pop for that. Second to last commercial break, she shows up and she's like, hey, guys, I just went because everybody we were asking to see Lizard Steve trying to find lizard steve but he's sleeping right now so we don't want to bug him i was like okay that's cool disappointed but let lizard steve get his sleep he's nocturnal i get it and then bang she dropped us lizard steve in the final commercial break segment he was on her shoulder everybody was popping what a success that was because i don't think next week we're going to be able to do that because tuesday isn't next week like a NXT's on Tuesday. NXT's on Tuesday. So sadly, I'll have to deal with NXT instead of my favorite wrestling company, Impact. Emerges NXT was your favorite wrestling promotion. Not anymore, man. Now it's Impact. Oh, Impact. It's, it's Specifically, Lizard Steve Wrestling, huh? Spe- yeah, Lizard Steve Wrestling, exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about Emergence Night 2 really quick. I won predictions because the profess- the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, beat Willie Mack. <laughs> I well, barely won predictions. That was, a, that was a bad choice. So. <laughs> I barely won predictions. Uh, the the night kicked off with Ed Edwards, the current Impact World Champion. His open challenge was against Rob Van Dam, the whole effing show. In this match, though, Katie Forbes, Rob Van Dam's girlfriend, uh, was the total MVP. Yeah. At one point, she gave uh, sort of a hip attack right next to the camera to Ed Edwards' head, and uh, she started twerking. So, like, 80% of the camera was just booty cheeks twerking. Uh, she's hilarious. Ed Edwards beat RVD. Uh, after that, Eric Young attacked Ed Edwards. That sets yeah. up a title match next week. Uh, let's see here. Crazy Steve defeated Johnny Swinger in a blindfold match at Wrestle House, in which the loser has to dress like the winner next week. Uh, so, yeah, Johnny Swinger is going to be out of his normal attire, dressing like Crazy Steve next week on Wrestle House. How was, Wrestle- how was the quality of this blindfold match? I swear to God, it was maybe three minutes of them just like walking around like this. Well, yeah. the, the gimmick is Crazy Steve is already legally blind. That's a shoot. Like, he's actually legally blind. Really? Yeah. Pretty interesting huh. stuff. Um, so it sort of played into into that. They sort of cracked jokes about that. Um, uh, EC3 dropped a promo. Uh, saying that the reason why he stole the title is to prove to Moose that all the silliness and gimmicks and eBay titles and uh, and his ring attire, uh, he, he, he needs to shed that stuff to go back to being free to the person he was before all that stuff. And EC3 needs to win that title from Moose and destroy it, and then Moose can be free. So he's trying to help free Moose, even though Moose never really asked for that. Uh, let's see here. Also at Wrestle House, Larry D defeated John E. Bravo. Uh, they're fighting over Rosemary. Uh, in which it's it's I, I'm not gonna sit here and explain it, man. It's definitely a you got to see it to believe it thing. Uh, and then in the main event, Jordan Grace uh, uh, did not was not successful in trying to get her Impact World Champion uh, Women Knockouts Championship back from Deanna Perrazzo. In a really, really fun match, it came down to the last 90 seconds. It was kind of overbooked in the end. So Jordan Grace got the first submission, or she got she got the first pinfall, well, the first whatever. Fall. VF, yeah, fall submission uh, via Coquina Clutch on Deanna Perrazzo. There's about a minute and a half left in this match. So really all Jordan Grace really needed to do was to start jogging laps around the place or something. Because then there was a ref bump, right? Mm-hmm. So 
she hits her uh, driver finishing thing uh, after the ref bump, but he's out, so he doesn't see the pin, right? She goes over there. She starts trying to, like, shake the ref alive. There's only, like, a minute left. So, really, at that point, just let him stay down. Yeah. Or if he's down, if he starts getting up, just kick him again. And he won't even know. So she really messed up this last bit here. While the ref is starting to come to, Deanna Parrazzo whacked Jordan Grace with her title, goes for the pin. The ref sees that, counts three. They get So now it's one-to-one with about six seconds left. Uh, Parrazzo was able to get Grace into the Fujiwara armbar. Grace like almost immediately taps out, or taps out with, like I think, three seconds left to go. Yeah. So Deanna Parrazzo narrowly... Uh, but yeah, a couple of a couple of mistakes there from Jordan Grace ended up costing her this match. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was it was really fantastic stuff. It was really good stuff. They they did a good job timing the last ninety seconds or so. Uh, so yeah, good stuff. You cool. guys should join cool. me for the Impact stream every Tuesday. Gonna skip in this next week, but uh, after that, it'll be back on a crack. It'll be back. Uh, speaking of why you're skipping it, NXT that's next Tuesday, but it's tonight. This week, first item on the agenda: NXT Champion. Steve's favorite wrestler, Karrion Cross and Scarlett, to kick off WWE NXT. I'm guessing he will he'll likely address uh, the condition of his separated shoulder, perhaps. Yeah, hopefully he'll vacate that title. After that, uh, NXT Women's Champion uh, Io Shirai teams with Rhea Ripley against Dakota Kai and uh, Diesel Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa set to return to NXT tonight. I would not be surprised uh, for him to have some sort of confrontation with the current NXT champion. Could be, could be. Uh, NXT Tag Team Champions Imperium versus Brizango. NXT UK is coming back, man. I wonder if Imperium's going to drop these titles to Brizango tonight. That's a possibility. I guess it would be a possibility. Uh, they pose this question. What's next for new North American champion Damian Priest? More sex with more women. I've been on a sexual rampage over the past couple All days. All in my hot tub. It's amazing. Anyways, uh, and then Santos Escobar. Oh, this should be a killer match. Defends yeah, the NXT really Cruiserweight title against Isaiah Swerve Scott. So that's going to be tonight. We're going to be doing our review of this tonight. And then, of course, tomorrow night is AEW. We'll be doing our review then. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson.